Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us again, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're a car show. There's ladies and men and young men and young women call us and ask us questions that typically are in, discussed over the dinner table or typically a problem that came up that they want help with. Those are the kind of questions, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto Repairs at 38th Avenue and Indian School. He's been there, I think, since uh, Fred Flintstone was uh, first making cars. Bob and, Le- Bob and Alan own and operate Harker's Automotive. Ellen runs the front, Bob runs the back. Bob's a master tech, but Jeremy, which is a relative of Bob, I think he's the son-in-law, Jeremy is a master, master, master mechanic. He's passed every single automotive test that they have, which includes paint and body, big trucks, motorhomes, farm equipment, everything imaginable. I'm a master technician in cars and trucks. Not big ones, just normal cars and trucks that we see every day. This kid has them all. So he has an understanding of the fundamentals in everything that ever has driven down the road or has had an exhaust pipe and probably a lot of electrical as well. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue in any school and you're looking for a car repair shop, then Harker's Automotive would be it. Now, let me also tell you that they are the kind of shop that you would go to. Now, there's a three or four, five shops in town that are would be this same way, but... If every time you honk the horn, you hear a duck quack, and nobody's been able to fix that, Harkers can. They have the tenacity necessary to pull that off. When we have car repair, there's some rules that I'd like to share with you about successful car repair. First of all, if you're going to start a new shop, just go on the lines and type in their name and use the word reviews. Look over some of their reviews. If you see cost issues on a regular basis that should be a warning sign usually people are saying that they've charged you know three times what the auto parts store in the neighborhood has but let me draw the distinction there for you first of all auto parts are sourced from a variety of places and the markup is typically 30 or 40 percent unless of course you buy it from dealers and then we buy it maybe at a 10% discount that you would buy it. And oftentimes we add to that 10%. We might go to 20 or 25%. It's just an issue that that's the way it is. Now, I'm only going to speak for my shop, but customers will say every once in a while, it happens five times a year, well, I went to a place on the Internet and I found that this part is 
$40 and you charged me 65 And this is what many of us are doing now. We say, you've been a customer of ours for a very long time, so I'm going to give you one freebie. I'm going to let you bring your own part one time. Now, I would strongly suggest you not bring an oil filter because there's not a significant <laughs> savings there. But you might want to hang on for something big like an air conditioning compressor or a radiator or a um, uh, front uh, rack and pinion, something like that. Now, you can only do that once. You can only do that once, but save the favor. And I'm going to put it in your file right here. And so I'm telling you, you can bring your own part one time. Not too long ago, we wrote our we rewrote our software, and my daughter was talking to me, and she was part of that team that did that. She says, "Dad, do you?" And and of course, when you come in and exercise your right for that, then we eliminate the the message in there, or we'll put on used on this date. She says, "Dad, you can't believe all the people that have that message in there that says they can bring their own parts one time." And I says, "I know." And she says, but then why do you do it if nobody's using it? And I said, well, it makes me look pretty good. But at the same time, everybody's waiting for the big one. <laughs> and the big one never comes. So this whole thing started over an alternator. But in reality, the big one, it, you know, we only do a big one maybe once a week. And we might probably process 40, 50, 60 cars a month. So your chances of having the big one are pretty slim. We have some older guys that want to use AMSOIL, and we don't stock that oil. So most of the time, if you've been a customer of ours for a long time, the answer is yes, bring your own oil. We're not going to care. But we aren't going to let you walk into our lobby the first time and bring your box of parts and instruct us to install your parts and not share the diagnosis with us because... What happens time and time again is is these hairy-chested guys that know everything about parts, and they're usually an engineer, and they don't know nothing about car repair. The engineer, his wife will come in, and they'll throw a box of parts on the counter and say, you know, we want you to fix this. Well, if, if we install all those parts and the symptom's not gone, it's our fault. So that's we, I mean, after 40 years, I've figured that out. So the fact of the man, I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing that. I'm not working off somebody else's diagnosis. Now, if you want to pay me, I'll verify their diagnosis, and I'll tell you, yes, I agree, or no, I don't, and here's why. But the idea of you bringing in a bunch of parts and setting them on, front end, we see that all the time, tie rod ends, lower ball joints, upper ball joints, sway arm bushings, idlers, um, tie rods, everything imaginable, they'll come in and set it there and rebuild the front end. And we'll say, what do you got? And they go, I, I've got a noise. Is it a clunk? No. It's a hum. So you want me to replace the entire front suspension for a hum? You need to turn. Let's turn that around. Mark, how many times have you fixed a hum <laughs> by replacing any component of the front uh, steering system? Never. So, you know, it's there's too many good customers out there to have to deal with people that want to step outside the circle. And, and frankly, we run into one of those a year. So it's not something that's a big deal. Who we got on the phone? We have John. John, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, good morning. Yeah, my aunt has a 2004 Ford Freestar. It only has 37,000 miles, uh, 10, 10 years. first 10 years it was in Nebraska. And the back rear brakes, the rotors are kind of gouged. The, the brakes drag, and uh, the pads are down to like an eighth of an inch. So I'm, I'm going to replace the rotors and the, and the 
pads, but I'm wondering, is there something wrong with the caliper? What? Oh, I can answer that for you really easy. Excellent. Um, okay. If the inboard pad is worn significantly more than the outboard pad, you need to replace the calipers. As the mm. piston and the caliper comes out, it pushes on the inner pad. If the caliper's all rusted up, if the caliper is all uglied up, then the piston comes out. But we, we count on their little bit. Now, a hair is 3,000 thick. We want the wobble to push the piston away three thousandths, the thickness of mm. a piece of paper, so it doesn't rub on the pad. So this is all engineered into the car. So the inner pad worn substantially more than the outer pad, you better hang calipers on both sides. Now, if the outer pad is worn more than the inner pad, then you need a hardware kit, and it'll come with a couple of pins and some anti-rattle springs. So you can read the brake pads looking at the difference. Now, I'm not talking about something that's insignificant. There's always going to be a little difference, but I'm talking okay. real significant. The inboard pad is it's three times thinner than the outboard pad. That's what I'm looking for. So that's the answer to your question. So if it's the same, it's just it's 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 not a problem. You say if the if the outside one's thinner than a, as a, a kit Heart. to rebuild the, to fix the caliper itself. Well, there's two pins and in the the caliper. Um, goes back and forth on these pins. And when the pins get all rusty and ugly, then the, the caliper doesn't come off that outboard pad. It hangs oh, yeah. up. Oh, yeah. So it, it, it eats the outside pad. And so the hardware the hardware kit's 20 bucks, maybe 30 It's just the, okay, so the hardware kit's just, just the pins are rusted up. And it's the pins and the, the anti-rattle springs that sit up on top of the pads. Rattle springs. So, okay. And there might right. be a tube of boogers in there for you to smear on those pins. <laughs> So, sure, all righty. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. That's why my wife didn't want. She says I don't want to do the radio show because you always do stuff, stupid stuff. And so, yeah, I used boogers. Okay, and uh, that's all there is to it. Who's next? Brian. Brian. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you taking the call. You bet. Um, I've got a 2004 Toyota Highlander. Bought it uh, about six years ago with 120,000 on it. I put 135 on it since then. And um, I've had it fairly regularly maintained at a big dealership. And the last time I took it in, they said the lower control arm on the left side needs to be replaced because the the uh, bushing is going bad. And uh, I heard you mention the bushings about the Chevy and the Honda, so it made me want to call you. Uh, right. They also said I need to get new struts on there. So just curious, can the bushing be replaced without the whole control arm? Uh, the bid, the uh, quote on it was about. 1700 for the control arm replacement, and I think about a thousand for the uh, for the strut. Wow. Well, it, it, and I'm this, wondering if I should even spend the money on this old car too. So. I think you just need a second opinion. Just just get a second opinion. Um, first of all, you're never going to get towed because the lower control arm bushing is bad. You're never going to need a tow truck if the shock front struts or shocks are bad. So I'll just put you in that kind of a, a comfort zone, okay? It's been a long time since somebody's... Now, if your 16-year-old son hits a parking block at 15 miles an hour, he'll knock the lower control arms off of it. But I'm not talking about that. The lower control arm, this is what aggravates me. And you should be ashamed of yourself calling me about this, Brian, because you just raised my blood pressure. Brian, well, your lower control arm bushings, they're cracked. 
they're they're just old looking they're they're a little bit fragile they they have um you can see where they've been moving for sixteen hundred dollars would you let me replace those well um well let me ask you a question if they go bad and when they go bad what symptom am i going to have um, uh, I hear a rubbing noise is what I hear. That's what you're going to hear. Now, if you ask a service rider that at, at most of the places that have a service rider this long way away from the shop, they won't know. The, here's the answer to your question. The lower control mine bushings, when they're bad, it's going to clunk every time you hit a bump. Tick, 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 or clunk, clunk. And you'll know. And then you and your wife swift places. She drives and you're sitting in the passenger side, and the two of you will figure out it's the left front or the right front in about oh, 15 minutes. It's a so, left front, yeah, for sure. Okay, are you getting the clunk on the left front? Uh, well, I'm hearing a constant, like, uh, as I go over bumps and stuff, I hear, a, like, a rubbing. Okay, it's not going to be a rubbing noise. It's okay. going to be a clunk. The bushing is between two pieces of metal, and when the bushing goes... But here's the problem. Your bushing is... In, here's, a, here's a better example. You have a power steering leak. Is it leaking, weeping, seeping, wet? Which one is it? You'd be surprised how people go, oh, the, the, front, you, the front seal on your power steering pump is, is bad. And you go, well, I haven't seen anything on the ground. <laughs> I haven't added any power steering, added any fluid to it. Oh, no, no, it's, uh, it's leaking out of the front. So those are the words we use in our industry. And, and not, I'm talking about the bottom 20%. And I'm not talking about your dealer either, but they're, they're between the dealers and the independent repair shops and the chain stores and the, the mom and pop place. They all are guilty of this, the weeping, seeping, leaking and, and wet con, kind of condition. So I think I don't know if you can do those bearing bushings. I don't know, but I'm betting you can. I'm thinking there's a 60 percent chance you can. There might be a labor savings if you just change the whole lower control arm. So I don't. It's got three bushings on it, so it's going to have two on the inboard side and and maybe one on the outboard side, and you got to take it off and you got to hammer out the bushings and put new bushings in it. So maybe they're thinking I'll just use the whole assembly. I usually say to the customer, and you said you had two hundred fifty thousand miles on this, but the lower control arm, um, it's not going to wear out itself. But I'm thinking out loud here, the lower control arm is almost always going to come with the ball joint. So, given the 250,000 miles, I'd probably put a lower control arm on it because you're going to get two new bushings and the ball joint. And I don't have to realign it either because the ball joint wouldn't have anything to do with that. So, as I think out loud, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot to it. The other thing you had was, what else was there? The struts. Okay. The struts are up to you. I, I can tell you this much. I promise you this is the truth. I've been doing this for 40 years. We've spent thousands of dollars doing struts. And so the question is this. I'll follow up, not if if everybody, but I'll follow up two or three weeks later. Hey, can you tell the difference in the ride? Ninety percent of the people said yes. I say to them, was it worth the $2,300? And 90% of them say no. (laughs) That's the way it is. That's the way it is. A lot of them say no, there's no difference in ride. Uh Uh-oh. There should be a difference. Yeah, this truck drives perfectly. I mean, everything's perfect. Okay. Except when, you know, if you go over a bump on a large, you know, bridge type thing, and the front end may a couple times. Okay. And that that has to do with the struts. So, you know, I don't know. It, based on what you said, if you want to take my grandkids to Colorado and go skiing, I'll let them go with you in that car. 
How's okay. that? Okay. That's what Alrighty. I need to know. Thank you very much, Brian. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? You could be losing sales by the second. Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. A full-service digital agency, providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Contact Salem Surround. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, Meyer Jolovitz will interview Dr. Martin Sherman, founder and executive director of the Israel Institute for Strategic Studies, to analyze the political turmoil in Israel. The topic will be, has Israel's political quagmire at home hampered its ability to deal with foreign affairs? That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Two minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car repair, car repair problems and stuff like that. You're welcome to join us. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We just listened to a, a spot about Phoenix Body Works. And, and let me tell you, I practice what I preach. One of my employees knocked the left rear fender off my Dodge Dually. And it's at Phoenix Body Works today. Not because he's given me a deal. Not because I'm my insurance company loves him. I took it there because I knew he'd do the very best job for me. I know. And one of the things that did happen on that conversation was, hey, Greg, I just knocked the fender off um, off the back bed of the dually, and, and I, I already ordered the fender. But, um, you know, is it just like plug and play? Just unbolt it and bolt it back on? He goes, no. I said, what is it? And he goes, you got to cut it out and weld it back on. I said, okay, I'm bringing it to you because <laughs> there's no way I know what I'm doing there. 
So there was a lot of things that needed to be done that I would have never known. But nevertheless, I'm going to be happy with it. They should deliver it probably Wednesday or Thursday of next week. And then I'm going to take it down and have the the wrap repaired. But I'm practice what I preach. Now, there's another shop right around the corner from him, Action Auto Repair, that does auto repair. He's on I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. Tom's been open since 1983, and I've known Tom since the early 80s, 81, 82, or 83. I like him. He's exactly the kind of guy. He's married, but he's exactly the kind of guy you want your daughter to bring home. He's that kind of a guy. So if you're up near Deer Valley and I-17 and you don't have a repair shop, the northwest corner is called Action Auto Repair. And who might be calling next, Gil? That would be Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Good morning. Uh, got a 2000 Dodge Caravan that's the short body and has the 2.4 liter engine in it and 127,000 miles. At times, you hit a bump and it seems like there's a shimmy and it seems like it's more in the right front. Uh, try to drive over lane markers or duplicate the things and most times you can't duplicate it. Uh, but your thoughts on that? Well, um, do you work on your own cars? Uh, not anything significant other than brakes. Okay, fair or enough. Fair enough. Oh, um, does your wife love you? <laughs> I hope so. Fifty-seven <laughs> years. <laughs> okay. All right. The reason I ask you is, is you're going to lay down in front of the car. So okay. you're going to lay down in front of the car, and you're going to put your hands on both front tires. You're going to have her started up with the parking brake on, and she's going to put her hand at 12 o'clock on the steering wheel, and when she tells you, when you tell her, she's going to go a couple inches to the right and then back to center and a couple inches to the left and back to center. You're going to close your eyes underneath the car in case she decides to run you over. You don't want to know how you die. And you're going to close your eyes, and you're going to feel those two tires with your hands. And if one tire moves before the other, that's your shimmy. The question is, is where is it coming from? You can look at the moving parts underneath the suspension of that caravan, and you're going to see the top part of a ball joint move before the bottom part does, or vice versa. You're going to see the rack moving left and right in its mounts. You're going to see something like that, but especially the shimmy is the key. The shimmy means, now, it could be an alignment issue where the tires are, are kind of outwards in the front, kind of like a duck kind of like I walk. Mm-hmm. So what happens is is the left one is straight, which kicks the right one out, and they'll fight about who's going to get to be the dominant one. So left, right, right left, okay. right. So I've, And then look at the tire wire while you're laying down on the floor. But that's how we do it. That's how we do it. So just okay. we lift it up on the rack, and somebody's up there, and they wiggle the steering wheel. But I'm going to have you do it on the ground because it'll be more predominant on the ground. So that's what I would do, and then you'll be able to see what's wrong, and you can decide if you want to do it yourself. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Wayne. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we got another caller. That would be Jesse. Jesse, good morning. Good morning, sir. How can I help you? Um, So I have a question. I just got back from basic training and... I finished all my training. I'm in the Marine Corps Reserves, and I have some money saved up, and I want to get a car, but I want something that's reliable and low maintenance, and under, like, $4,000, I can't decide if I want a truck or a car or not, 
Um, what are your recommendations? I Do you have a repair shop you trust, a repair shop that your parents use, a repair shop that you've used in the past? No, I live in South Scottsdale, so no, not really. Okay. Is that where you live right now, South Scottsdale, in that area? Yes, sir. Okay. There's too many cars and trucks out there. Your $4,000 is going to be a car that's 100, 200,000 miles. What you're looking for is a one owner. Um, you can go on to Consumer Reports and, and check to see what which one historically has been good. So you don't want one with one stars or two mm-hmm. stars. You want a you know a three, four, or five. Um, I'd have a used car check over done on it, and they can tell you what it needs today, tomorrow, and next year. It, basically, they're going to tell you what what kind of maintenance you're up against. Um, but right. if you have a couple of shops in the neighborhood, most all of us have customers who have older cars that fit your parameters and we already know the car real well and we probably are even shopping the car to our other customers on behalf of our other customers there's a guy there on 87th and mcdowell it's called bell automotive his name's craig he's real tall his wife is vicky i think you should go in there and ask craig if he knows any or will he keep his his eye out for a car that's around the four thousand dollar range as far as low maintenance is concerned um, it's how you drive it. Um, it's how you take care of it. Even the worst cars in the world, if you take good care of them, they'll be okay. So, but right. this is kind of like a, th- a big pen. You're going to drive it until it dies and hope like heck that the, av- that the cost at the end of the day is what, a hundred dollars a month. So yes, if sir. the, you know, it's, that's really way you have to look at it is, if I can drive this car X amount of months for $4,000 and the salvage on it's still worth $900, then I got $3,100 right. in it, so I'm at $100 a month. That's what it's all about. Okay? So do you think, do you think I should get a truck or a car, though? I, I, I think you should find something that makes you happy for the uh, for the amount of money you're looking at. And i got to get up against a break, but I, I want to say to you thank you for your service. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for offering to give your life for the rest of us to be free. And those people that don't uh, like you, I want to say double, then I love you for what you've done. So thank you very much. We'll be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserite paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? I'm Terry Gilberg. Each day I write and deliver Terry's take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day. Every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. My content is rich, researched, and reasoned. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online. 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and over 300 takes at 960 The Patriot. 
Terry's Take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station station will never do when you listen to 960 the patriot we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth and we'll prefer clarity over agreement right this is what our radio station is all about and as long as you're there to listen to us we'll be here for you please tell your friends about it absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station intelligent talk 960 the patriot Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. And real quick, let me talk about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're up there on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak in North Scottsdale. Nate who owns Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, is a diesel guy. They also do oil changes and stuff like that for the rest of your family cars, and they, they'll let you know what they're really good at and what they don't want to touch on your family cars. But if you've got a diesel, there is nothing. As long as it's a domestic light truck, foreign or domestic light diesel truck, there's nothing they can't do. So diesel, as well as your wife's car, if it's not a diesel, either way, Strictly Diesel, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Even though it says Strictly Diesel, he just now opened that other door up for his existing customers and their gasoline-powered cars. So he's a good guy. Nate's a good guy. And if you have a diesel nobody else can fix, then give Nate a call. Let's go to the phones. Jody, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, First of all, I'd like to say that I have used Salem Boys, and I've also used two of your recommended shops, and uh, I'd like to thank you for being an honest business that can be counted on. Thank you for that. Thank you. Just tell them now you're not my older brother. (laughs) No, I'm a little younger. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I have an 06 
Toyota Avalon Limited. I've had it probably four years or so. Uh, obviously bought it used. Um, it has various steering wheel controls. When I bought it, the temp controls, you know, for the uh, heater and ventilation system were inoperable on, on the steering wheel. They work perfectly on the dash. And so I didn't really care. Um, more recently, the sensitivity control for the, uh, the laser cruise control Mm-hmm. Uh, has stopped working about 90% of the time. Uh, occasionally I'll hit the button and it, it will change the sensitivity level, but most of the time it's, it's just stuck on the most sensitive, uh, which makes it harder to use. Okay. Um, originally, when I first bought the car, I had some stuff done in another shop, and they told me that there was an open circuit and something they called a spiral cable that comes from the steering wheel. It's a clock spring. That, I'm sorry, what? It, it's a, called a clock spring. Clock spring. Yeah. Okay. And it controls uh, everything on your steering wheel, your horn, your airbag, it, everything. And just, it, it is a, it, it is a round spiral. One end is fastened stationary and the other end moves with your steering wheel. And so the symptoms you describe, I'm 96.5% sure your clock spring needs to be replaced. How big a job is that? Just, well, I, when, I, when I start a sentence just, don't misunderstand, we have to pull the steering, the horn pad, then we have to pull the steering wheel, and then sometimes we have to dig kind of deep to get this clock spring out. And typically it's not, very, it's, typically it's not inexpensive. So I can't guess on your car, but you could call a couple of shops and say, I've been diagnosed as a clock spring. Would you give me just a part in the labor? Call me back. Here's my cell phone. Or if you want to text me, here's my number. Make it as easy as you can on them. But I'm thinking, I'm going to guess. And and this is a wild mm -mm guess. I'm thinking 300, give or take 50. That's okay. what I'm thinking. So all your symptoms match that. Now, here's, I want you to do this, okay? If this temporarily fixes your car, you better add dollars to the plate next time it passes. You're driving down the road, and you're trying to use your control to raise the audio and the volume or change your temperature or whatever, okay? You're driving down the road, 60, 70 miles an hour. The steering wheel straight ahead. The car's going straight ahead. If you can't get it, then with your left hand or your right hand, push the button, and with your other hand, hit the steering wheel real hard, just towards the dash. Don't hit it to make it go left or right. Just hit the 12 o'clock position hard. And I'll okay. bet you you're going to find out <laughs> that <laughs> that you can actually make it work when it doesn't want to work. And if that's the case, I'm going to move from 96.5 to 100% that the clock spring needs to be replaced. And if when I do that, the steering wheel breaks and I run off the road and end up upside down, should I call you back? No, no, huh? You'd call, um, you'd call the, uh, what's the name of that? What's the name of that the law firm, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howell? <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. them on the screen. Yeah. Call, call my lawyer, Dewey, Dewey. Well, how's that, Gil? How is that? Dewey, Cheatham, and Hal. Dewey, D-E-W-E-Y, Cheatham, 
and how. Yeah, Dewey, Cheatham, how. You call them if if my uh, if you run off the road because I said keep your right hand on the steering wheel. Don't jerk left and right and hit it hard. But anyway, Jody, I'm sure of that. Um, if you if you can get those buttons to work intermittently when you beat on the steering wheel, if you're left-handed, you're pushing the buttons, then beat on the steering wheel with your right. If you go to somebody and you say, this is the issue and this is when I can make it work, then you're home free. We're going to take a break, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You can call in real quick. A good friend of mine, Gordy's on his motorhome. He's on the trip. He calls me and says, my cruise control doesn't work. I said, next time you're in your coach, do that. Hold your left hand in and just beat on the steering wheel. So he beats on the steering wheel. He calls me back and he goes, it's fixed. And I said, okay, well, good. You owe me $472. So his wife calls and she says, how long is it guaranteed for? And I said, you won't make it home from, from Ohio and the cruise control will go back out. But at least we know it's a connection underneath the steering wheel. So those are the kinds of diagnosis. Now, we're going to charge you for that kind of stuff because experience about knowing that stuff costs money. It's no different than the doctor diagnoses you with a you know kind of a snap of the fingers. But we still have to verify what you've done. So you can give them a clue, but keep keep in mind it it may make a a small uh, reduction in your diagnostic fee, but it's not going to be much because we still need to verify that the guy on the radio was right. We'll be back. Hi, so Sandy here. Are you tired of hearing the word impeachment? Do you know who really should be impeached? The Arizona Power Companies. They've been ripping off consumers with their complicated plans and tricky math for years. When you contact me on my website, AskSolarSandy.com, I will show you in plain numbers how much you're getting ripped off and how much you can save. No sales pitch. I'm not a salesman. I'm a mom and a grandma who got tired of my daughter getting ripped off. So visit my website at AskSolarSandy.com and fill out my kilowatt worksheet. That's AskSolarSandy.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, 
visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. So it's 44 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. I've got one caller. You can sneak in if you want, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars, and I'm going to do what I need to do with Bobby. Bobby, good morning. Hey, Mark. Uh, hey, I had a question about brakes. I got a, a 14 Mustang, and I that has um, Brembo brakes in it, and I just changed out the pads and put brand new rotors on Brembo rotors. My question is, when I come to a stop, just the very instant that the car comes to a complete stop, I get this little grunt sound just for a split second every time. And I was wondering if you knew what was causing that. No, noises are hard to find, but here, can you make it happen every time you stop like that? Every single time, yeah. Okay, all right. And it happened as soon as I put the new pads on. Okay. Okay. Um, I want you to take your garden hose and wet down both the front brakes and go drive it a couple of times. And if the noise goes away, then we know for sure it has to do with the friction. And then I want you to take it out behind a Bash's shopping center on Sunday morning when nobody else is there and put your wife in the seat next to you and don't tell her and and get going as fast as you can in that Mustang and then hammer the brakes a couple of times. And let's see. You know, I did did do that. And it it did lessen the sound. Okay. It used to be more dramatic. Now it's almost gone, but it's still there. Okay. Well, you, you didn't do what we would have done or what our industry would have done. We would have put those rotors on a lathe to make absolutely sure. But you didn't say the, the brake pedal's pulsating, so I don't think the rotors are out around. Or, no, it's or, not pulsating in, in the brand-new Brembo I, I understand that. I understand that. And, folks, he's talking about Brembo. It's this... Uh, company that buys other people's parts and puts their name on them and tells everybody that they're top-notch everything everything but in reality if you were working nascar you might use them but the the issue is is if you water down both the fronts and it and it quits it then you 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 can wait and see what happens because that's not going to leave you off the side of the road it's not going to cause you any problem we would have put a non-directional finish on both sides of the rotors and we probably would have burnished the pads a little bit more than you have but oh, okay. you're stuck with what you have. Um, go out and make some real good hard panic stops, which was my first suggestion. And if not, do you have uh, do you have a source of air? Do you have a small electric grinder with a, a wheel on it? Not a soft wheel, like a sanding wheel. Do you have one of those? Yeah. 
Okay, well, then just um, just ro- you know rotate the the front rotors and put a non-directional finish on it. So basically, you're starting towards the center and you're sweeping towards the outside. Rotate the rotor all the way around and do that, and then you're going to have to pull the caliper to get the back one to get the back burnished. Right, right. But but that's that's what I would do. But it's not anything that I'd really be worried about, other than the fact that I think a couple of hard stops would probably take care of it. So. All right. All righty. Just one other thing. That, okay. um, that law firm, what was that? Uh, Dewey, Scrum, and Wise? <laughs> what, what was it? Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Yeah, okay. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. All right. I was a little off there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Bobby. Um, I, I got to tell you, I get lots of calls from attorneys. Um, they want to talk to me about so and so wrecked their car, and they say the brakes failed. And would you go look at the car and all that kind of stuff? But they also call me on their car repair issues. So I had one call the other day, and he says I took it to this garage just close to by where I work. And this guy's a really nice guy, but he knows about as much about cars as the cars as the German Shepherd that's laying next to me right now. But he knows a lot about the law. So anyway, he takes it in, and they give him this big laundry list of things that he needs. So he calls me up, and I say, hey, look, just have him take some pictures and text them to you. Then you text them to me, and I'll text them to one of my texts. Because those little pictures on my little bitty flip phone (laughs) don't really do me justice. I'm kidding you. So anyway, he did. He sent me pictures. I sent them to Eddie. I said, hey, I'm in the middle of a big report. I'm on page 11, and I don't have time for this. Tell me what you got. And he writes back, and he goes, we've got some sway bar bushings that are just wiped out. And I said, okay, fine. I says, did you happen to look for price? And he goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. And he says, it's probably going to be between $150, give or take about 25 bucks." I said, okay, good. So I call him, and I say, yep, the pictures they sh- if the pictures they showed you are of your car, and we think they are, then yes, it needs sway bar bushings, and you should have had a clunk. He said, here's the problem. I just took it in for some other work, and I didn't have this clunk before. I said, what kind of work did they do? Oh, he said they did an oil change. I said, okay, we're going to lift the car up, and when we do, we're going to let all four wheels dangle. They, they rarely dangle. So the wheels are going to see the extreme down, and then when you hit a bump, they're going to be extreme up. Well, what they did is they repositioned the sway bar bushings when they picked your car up doesn't mean that they made them go bad it's just that's how you got that problem after they got done he goes how sure are you and i said i'm as sure as i am when you call me and ask me about the pedal went to the floor do you think the brakes are bad yes (laughs) i think the brakes are bad wait a minute did the brake pedal go to the floor after the accident or before after oh i changed my mind it's not going to be part of the problem. Nevertheless, that's the kind of conversations we have, But in, and there's a tie there. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure you understand the tie. Sometimes, sometimes, not often, the shop is responsible for a problem that would normally occur. The other day we did a timing cover on a, on a vehicle and a timing chain, and when we got done, we had a leak at the very bottom of it that we hadn't touched, but we did. So the technician used a small chisel to pop the cover loose. So we had a leak afterwards, and we had to go fix it. So there, I can tell you, shop owners know when, they're, when they need to raise their hands. They're just that some of them have their hand in their back pocket covering their wallet thinking you want to jump in there when really they should just raise their hand and say, we screwed up, and I'm sorry, and I'll fix it. So that's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Car repair is real easy. 
I, I just want to remind you, right now the industry is in shambles to some extent, and here's why. First of all, the cars today, the newer cars today, don't really need any kind of special treatment until they hit 75, 80, 90,000 miles. So the days of you bringing your car every every 3,000 miles, and we would do a rotation on this one, and then we'd wait one, and then we'd do another, and then we'd do this, and then we'd do... Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Look at your owner's manual. You got fluids in there that don't need to be changed to 100,000 miles. Brake fluids, coolant, um, transmission oil, uh, differential oil. Um, I'm trying to think about windshield washer fluid. There's a lot of that. So what our industry, what some of the people in our industry do is they make up their own and they'll say something like, well, this is Arizona. And that book wasn't written for Arizona. Here's your response. Say it with a smile on your face, especially you ladies. Oh, I didn't know that. Let's do this. Why don't you order me an Arizona manual and call me when it comes in? <laughs> Boy, you will. that guy won't know what to say because there is no such thing. That manual's written for every environment that car is designed to be in. Oh, and there'll be a lot of times that they'll say, well, Arizona is different. No, it isn't. Arizona is no different than any of the other states. You got Minnesota that's 40 below zero and Arizona that, that, that you know, the ambient temperature is 105 or more. The car is designed for all of those parameters. So then the other faint, have we got a caller? Yes, we do. We oh, Dave. Dave. I'll take Dave real quick. Dave, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, so my wife's in love with those older Sequoias, and we just bought a used one um, that's just under 100,000 miles or 200,000 miles, and it, but it didn't have the sticker to tell us, you know, when the last timing chain was changed. But the price was so low that I, I found it hard to pass up. It was nice in every regard. So um, I'm wondering, how do I figure that out? Is there a way if I take it over to Tom at Blackwell, so he can figure that out, or is it? Just I'll have change to change it and <laughs> no, you don't. You don't do it. I'll I, I'll help you with Tom. He's brand new in the industry. He doesn't know crap from Shinola. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Um, I got he, that impression. His fingernails are clean, <laughs> and, and and the only reason why his head is bald is because his wife hits him so many times with the bat, and he has stitches, and so he just shaved his head. The answer is yes. This is an easy one. Next time it's up on the lift, he'll put a big bar on the front of the crankshaft, on the nut on the front of the crankshaft. Now, if they're slopping the chain, you can imagine that we'll move the bar and there'll be no tension. And then all of a sudden there'll be big tension as we take the slack out of the chain. So, yes, okay. tell him if he can't test the chain, the slop in the chain, have him call Mark. <laughs> And he has my cell phone number, but you can have him call Mark, and I will, I'll spot him the thing. This is something easy. Now, I don't know if your Sequoia has a distributor or not, but the other way to do it is is to take the distributor cap off and watch the distributor because the crankshaft drives the timing chain, the drive shaft drives the cam, the cam drives the distributor. So if you watch the top of it and you move the crank back and forth, the rotor should move in complete synchronization. Now, ah, some, okay. sometimes it's not perfect, but any good seasoned, greasy-fingered guy can can move the crankshaft and go, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of slopper. No, you got some time left on this. 
So that's okay. what I would do. I just, but just tell him I, I called Mark, and he said um, that he'll he'll be happy to guide you. Um, just call him, and he'll help you. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate okay. your help. You bet. Bye. Um, oh, we have another caller. Who might that be? That would be Richard. Richard, how can I help you today? Hey, uh, yeah. Auto, bubble, drop, six-speed, automatic. Okay, Richard. Okay, hold on. We're just getting um, clips of it. If you're on Bluetooth, can we get you off? And because uh, yeah. we're not okay. Go ahead. Let's try it again. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Oh yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Go ahead. I think we lost him. Okay. Um, Richard, just call me back. We had you the second time. Um, but if you're like me, you didn't really know which button to push next. So we were talking about self-defense for car expense, and this is as easy as it gets. They tell you you need something, and you say to them, you know, my dad's an old technician, and why don't you do this on the work order, write down exactly what needs to be done, and tell us what you see that says that, and then give me an out-the-door price. And I want to tell you something. When you ask somebody to write it down, give you a price, and sign their name to it, if they have... If they have a heart that's quite black, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. So they'll come up with one reason I forgot or something like this. But you have to ask them, what symptoms do I have? Because virtually every single repair on your car is going to have the fluids dirty. You're leaking oil. You got a clunk here. The steering wheel is intermittently hard and intermittently soft. The car turns right good but not left good. Those are all those parameters that we have. So, ladies, the guys will will never do this, but the ladies, what symptom do I have that you're going to fix with your suggested repair? Well, you need a whole front end repaired. Why? What's the symptom? The answer is going to be, you've got some bumping and thumping, and when you turn left and right, you'll see that you move the steering wheel quite a bit before the the car responds. You go, yep. I do have that. So, what are you going to give me? I'm going to give you, you move the steering wheel a half an inch to the left, and the car's going to move a half an inch to the left. Bingo. We're done. What symptom are you going to repair? And give me this in symptom, what, you, what you're going to repair that I have right now. How much is the out-the-door price I want to write my check before I leave home? I want my old parts back. So, put my old parts in the box they came in. Put them in another box and put them in the trunk of my car. My husband likes to look at those things, you know, so just humor me so that he's happy, okay? That way somebody else can look at those parts and agree or disagree. However, here's the best part. If there's a problem and you still have the problem, you can go back and say, you said you were going to fix the clunk with two lower ball joints. I have exactly the same clunk, so let's do this. Put the old ones back in. Give me a credit for the ball joints and the labor, and I'll give you another shot at the clunk. You have to do that with a smile on your face. But they, when, that drives home the point. You missed it. So I have the old ball joints. Let me just give them back to you. And either you give me a credit or you put my old ones back in. Mark at MarkSalem.com. If you have a comment you want to beat me up or you want to say thank you, do it. Mark at MarkSalem.com. See you next Saturday right here at 10.